Experience the power of 5G with T-Mobile. With faster 5G speeds nationwide, you can upload your favorite videos super fast or game on the go. Plus, T-Mobile has more 5G bars in more places, so you can stay connected to what matters most from almost anywhere. Switch to T-Mobile today, the leader in 5G. T-Mobile has America's largest 5G network, fastest based on median overall combined 5G speeds according to analysis by Ookla of Speed Test Intelligence Data 5G speeds for Q4 2021. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. You know the old saying, selling like hotcakes? What does that even mean? What is a hotcake anyway? They should change it to selling like Hondas, because right now Hondas are selling faster than ever. Probably because they're so rugged, long-lasting, and fuel-efficient. And if you want one, you should get to your local Honda dealer right away. Check out the eight-passenger pilot, or maybe the adventurous Passport. But you gotta do it fast, because Hondas are selling like, well, Hondas. New models are arriving right now. Don't wait. See your local Honda dealer today. The BHP Podcast is proudly presented by Dead Down Wind, Stealth Cam, Tinks, Skull Hooker, Grind Life Coffee, Burris Optics. Hey guys, Dave Thomas, Kevin Collin here from the Boner Plant Podcast. We hope you're having a great night and um, or day, I guess I should say. And uh, really exciting today, we are uh, coming to you live from Hoyt uh, in Utah, uh, Salt Lake City, and we're joined by Mike Looper from Hoyt. Mike, welcome. Thank you. Well, I, no, I should it. say I'm welcome. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Thanks for being here. We appreciate it. We're glad you guys stopped by. So, Mike, this is uh, pretty exciting for us. I mean, we we generally are on you know Midwest, you know sure. Michigan, Ohio, Illinois. We usually stick in that region, so it's nice to come out west to see this in person. I will say the first thing I noticed about Hoyt that blew my mind is the size of the building. Yeah. Like, I was blown away yeah. by yeah. how big the building was. In, in fact, Kevin and I drove around the building because we couldn't believe how big it was. Yeah. On top of how many cars are here. Like, yeah. This place is roaring, yeah. jamming. So I, how long have you guys been in this building? Uh, well, we've been in this building for about seven years. Uh, we built this building specifically to, uh, uh, we were grown out of our, our old building, which is across the street. So we... Uh, built this building and and our uh, engineers actually designed the building specifically to build products uh, high performance archery products Jeremy might have showed you on the on the tour that the, there was negative pressure positive air pressure throughout the building in different areas of the of the factory so not only do we design high performance products but this building was designed to build high performance archery products so by building this building it allowed us to, to design it in a way that uh, is conducive to building those products well, one thing one thing that impressed me on the tour is you could eat off the floors in this place. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. super clean. Yeah, we really take that to uh, you know obviously you know we have a high high focus on quality, and if your factory doesn't look like a quality factory, it's hard to you know kind of create that culture in your mm-hmm. uh, in your employees uh, to have that quality mindset. So that's critical to us for sure. Let's talk about the history of Hoyt. Yeah. Can you go through that for us? Because I know it's it's one of the founding, like, original brands. It's been around so long. Yeah. Uh, let's hear a little about the history, I guess. Yeah, you know, so Hoyt was founded in 1931 by Earl Hoyt uh, Sr. and then Earl Hoyt Jr. And and uh, so uh, 2021 will be our 90-year anniversary. Wow. So it's pretty cool <laughs> to work for a company with that kind of uh, history and those kind of roots. Um, and the cool thing about the the Hoyts is they were always focused on, on high-performance archery equipment. Um, I mean, their whole drive and their whole mission was to, to, to innovate and to create uh, archery products that would allow the archer to be better and more accurate and more successful. 
And that's our focus today. I mean, it was really uh, that focus on innovation and quality and, and uh, innov- uh, engineering. And, um, you know, I mean, things like synthetic strings and cables, as an example, right? I mean, Hoyt innovated and, and developed synthetic strings and cables on a bow, which everyone uses today. Yeah. Uh, just outside the walls here in this room that we're sitting in, there's patents of stabilizers. Earl Hoyt invented the stabilizer. So products that are, that are used worldwide and, and still today, you know, were really, uh, you know, created through, through uh, the Hoyts and then obviously through our current engineering team today. So uh, a real history of, of um, innovation and, and, uh, and quality and technology, um, you know, and, and also, you know, Earl Hoyt, his, his, he really had a drive to um, build Olympic style recurves as well and to win the Olympic Games. And so obviously we have a very strong hunting focus, but we also have a, a very strong side of the business that's target related. And um, and when you're trying to, to hit an X ring at you know 70 meters, you know that intense focus on that type of accuracy transfers very well over to the hunting side. So we take great pride in, in that. I was thinking, you know, when you're talking about that, I, the first thoughts that come to my mind is when I was a kid and I was going through the bow shops. My brother used to take me to these local bow shops, and Hoyt was always like one of the big. Like, if you had a Hoyt, you know, you're, yeah. you're the stuff, right? But I never realized Hoyt was into target archery at all, right? In that time yeah. of my life, I didn't really know what target archery was, to be honest, at that time. And growing up in the 90s, you know, I realized that I was like, okay, you know, I really want to Hoyt for bow hunting. You know, bow right. hunting was everything, you know, yeah. that's what I really wanted to do. Going into from that point till we started Bow Hunter Planet back in 2009, I then realized like how big of a footprint Hoyt had in yeah. the target market. I didn't really realize that at first. And then I'm now looking back, I'm like, wow, you know, I missed that whole thing, you know, yeah, mentally, sure. but wow. I mean, so what has that been like for you guys? Cause I know you're, you're kind of split there, right? You guys do an amazing job for bow hunters, no doubt about it. And you also do an amazing job for targets. So yeah. do you have two, do you guys do it? Like, do you have two separate teams that do this for engineering or one or how do they factor yeah. their time? I guess? No, that's a great question. And, 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 um, you know, and it's fun to work for a company where you have such a global footprint, right? I mean, just today, I was on a call with someone in Tibet, right? And and um, and so it's all over the place. And and you know, one of the the, the greatest moments that, that I experienced is when I went to the first Olympic Games, and I saw these Olympic athletes walking out onto the Olympic uh, uh, in the Olympic Stadium to shoot the archery uh, event, and to see the Hoyt products built right here in Salt Lake City, Utah, being used at the at, on the Olympic stage. Wow was just That's amazing cool. and then to win the gold medal after gold medal and and um was just a really cool thing for for me to experience as an employee of hoyt and so you know we do have engineering teams that specifically work on recurve products um but the engineering team the the team that we have in place i mean they they do both they do target wow. and hunting but it actually it helps them significantly because when you're building the type of equipment that target archers need to use to, to hit the kind of the mm-hmm. type of targets that they need to hit to be successful that translate that translates over so well to bow hunting mm-hmm. and so that intense focus that our engineering team has on accuracy I mean is a perfect transfer over to bow hunting and every single one of our engineers are passionate target archers and very passionate bow hunters yeah, yeah. Um, and so that's a it's a great combination when you're building yeah. the type of equipment that's that's required uh, for that type of accuracy, it transfers very well. Makes it, sense. It's, yeah. it's not just U.S. Olympians using Hoyt archery products too, right? I mean, a lot of other countries are using. Yeah, products. absolutely. Yeah, it's it's worldwide. I mean, we have a high percentage of the Olympic athletes 
you know, on the Olympic stage that are shooting Olympic games or using Hoyt equipment. Yes. You know, we're the only manufacturer in the entire in the world that builds uh, recurve limbs in the U.S. You know, we're really proud of that to be right here in Salt Lake City building um, U.S. had made uh, recurve limbs and risers, and uh, and then we distribute and ship throughout the throughout the world. Oh, it's pretty cool. Really yeah. Cool. Are you guys seeing um in the market for bow hunting specifically? Are you seeing any like major shifts? I mean, you guys have been doing this a long time, so obviously you guys know you know what a normal like sales year looks like and all this stuff. Are you seeing any weird shifts based on pro shops going out of business, sticking around? I mean, mm-hmm. how are you guys seeing? It? Is it is it been growing or kind of declining? I as guess? far as pro shops sales, like yeah. not sales, but pro shops. Yeah, is what I'm you know, I mean, we see the, the 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 good pro shops getting better, right? And and we we're in a in a time today where pro shops really have to think differently. And, um, you know, there's a lot of, um, that, of, of people that get in this sport because it's a hobby. Maybe they've retired and, um, and now they want their, the, the, the dream job of owning a pro shop. And there's nothing easy about owning an archery pro shop. It's, it's difficult business. And so with that being said, it requires a lot, a, a, you know, a lot of business sense and savvy. And, and so those, those shops that really take that to heart, take that serious and have a strong marketing program in place, and um, and great customer service and provide uh, provide um, an experience to consumers that they consumers can't get anywhere else are the ones that are being successful, and and I want to emphasize that experience because it really is. I mean, if you think about archery, I mean, how many other pieces of sporting goods equipment is as difficult to set up to an individual as as a bow and arrow, right? I mean, I can go down to the to the store today and buy a set of golf clubs, and go golfing. Right. I mean, I'm, they might not be the perfect set for me, but uh, they would suffice. I can't just go pick up a bow and and go shoot. I mean, I've got to get the peep sight height right. Mm-hmm. I got to get the rest dialed in. I got to get my draw link set. I got to get the D loop right, my anchor point right, and make sure the bow's tuned. And so it's a and so pro shops and having that pro shop experience is critical. And so those pro shops that really um, take that to heart, take that serious, are the pro shops that are really thriving and doing well. And those that maybe don't get there, I mean, it, it can be a struggle for sure. But um, you know, we have a, a we 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 love our pro shops, and you know, we rely on them heavily to provide a great experience to those consumers who are coming in to shoot shoot archery. Yeah, yeah, I think it, well, it's important, right? It affects both sides of it because you guys are doing, in my opinion, you're doing the right work and the right job in marketing your stuff to draw people into the shop yeah. to look at a Hoy, come in and test it and shoot it. I, and hopefully purchase it. And I think that's the, 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 the full round. So I guess that kind of brings me to media. You know, you and I talked a little bit before this podcast about the media. And, you know, I just emphasize how awesome Hoyt is doing with the media. Your team has really done a great job cool. over Thank these you. past few years. And um, just the whole concept of driving um, youth and new consumers through Instagram and other, mm-hmm. you know, platforms with photography and, you know, right. making it look extremely fun which it is hunting is fun but yeah. you know make it you got to get a catch capture that moment correctly yeah and try to pre- represent that correctly and we try to do that too when we can because we understand there's an importance to get more people in the outdoor industry i mean because if if we lose them or if people don't keep coming up yeah that's a big problem for everybody not yeah. just you not just us everybody gets affected um so the media is important i think like i said you guys have done a great job putting out the right kind of media to draw people in where do you think it goes from there, I guess, with the media? Like, how? what else can we do, not just us, but you and other companies, to keep driving youth 
to get involved, you know, or get parents to get their kids to shoot a bow? Yeah, no, that's a that's a great question. It's something we talk about all the time. One of the things about bow hunting is it can be very intimidating, right? I mean, I mean to think about going if you've never done it before, to think about going and buying a bow, getting a bow set up, going and shooting, and then going and and killing an animal, uh, you know, and then have to take care of the animal mm-hmm. uh, the right way, and and uh, all that's required of that. It can be very intimidating. And so I think one of the most important things that we can do as an industry, and, and especially at the pro shops, is to break down those barriers. Um, because it, it can be a little bit of a machismo sport, right? And, and there can be some clicks that can happen at, at shops. You walk in the door of a shop and all of a sudden everyone's sitting at the counter, turns around and looks who's coming in the door. Who's this new guy, yeah, you know? Yeah. And it can be, you can get nervous to shoot a bow in front of the people watching you, yeah. right? And it's like, gosh. Um, and it's a guy thing, right? We have egos, and, <laughs> yeah. and you don't want to walk right. into a shop and, and not know, and it to be look like a fool when you maybe don't know how to shoot. Right. And so any, anything we can do to, to break down the barriers and, uh, and welcome new people in, and I think that can happen through you know, the content that we share you know, through social media, but really it comes back to that experience. I hope that every retailer and every person who, who's involved in bow hunting, when they have someone new come to them, is just break down the barriers mm-hmm. and just make them feel so welcome that they're yeah. there and hey let's let's start from ground zero and it's okay that you don't know what you're doing let's let's go about this and do it right oh, you and i appreciate people like um you know, like john dudley you know who who with knock on who's doing so much to to help educate yeah um you know and and uh and, and people want that they want education today it seems like more so than ever mm-hmm. people are looking for that uh, that education and to and to learn, and so I think that's important as an industry because we take it for granted. We know what we're doing. Yeah. But man, think about if you're coming in this for the first time, it's intimidating, and we need to break down those barriers every way we can. Yeah, I think that's one of the things we founded Bull when Dave founded Bull Hunter Planet. We started looking at it as like we want to appeal to the average ordinary guy that's yeah. out there hunting, not necessarily. You know the professional hunters. The professional hunters are great, but let's face it, most people are not going to go sure. yeah. and shoot uh, a one ten, one little, yeah, <laughs> yeah, one six or something like that. So yeah. we try to appeal that. We try to appeal to you know the stress the importance of getting their kids involved. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's something that I'd love to you know all the listeners to to do is think about someone in your neighborhood and your family to go like target somebody like who could I go and introduce to archery? Because I'm telling you what, when I when I tell people what I do for a living. It always goes back to their experience in 4-H or Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts of, oh, I remember shooting a bow. I loved it. It was my favorite yeah. event that I did at, at Cub Scout camp or, or 4-H camp. People, kids, adults, they love seeing that arrow fly through the air. And it's a pretty cool experience. And so if you think about all the bow hunters, and, you know, if, if each of us just seriously took a minute and thought, yeah, who could I introduce? Do I have a nephew? Do I have a niece? Do I have a you know, a brother or whoever, a neighbor, mm-hmm. a kid, and to say, hey, let's, 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 let's introduce them to archery yeah. and provide that experience, um, it would be pretty cool. Yeah. I, think, I think, too, a lot of people that do get introduced into archery, I mean, let's face it, it takes a lot to get really proficient at it, but you can just take somebody who's never shot a bow before and, and set them up and, and they start flinging a few arrows and they're hitting the target. Yeah, that's right. Like, it changes wow, a lot of things. Is, yeah, it does. This yeah. isn't as hard as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. Until they hit their wrist. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you got to teach them right. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I was thinking about, um, you know, 
there is a separation, I think, and it's really important. And I think you guys do it real well because you have two segments. You have a target. You have a hunting, mm-hmm. you know. But I think it's important to, and I've been trying to stress lately, you know, you don't have to bow hunt. You could just pick up a bow sure. and shoot archery, right? Because yeah. everybody all of a sudden's like, "Well, I don't really want to kill an animal." That okay, that's no problem. Like, but that's where I feel like maybe we have to kind of make them understand that. And I think, like, you know, I feel like the ATA was trying to do that in the archery three hundred and sixty mm-hmm. feeling, where they started showing kids shooting. They weren't in camo or anything like that. And and yes, don't get me wrong, we want people to bow hunt, but at the same time, it's really more important that they shoot a bow. Right, I mean, that's number Absolutely. one over yeah. anything because that's what keeps. The product's moving and keeps the industry, you know, going and, and, you know, funded and moving forward, right? Yeah. they got to be buying bows and Absolutely. Stuff and moving. if you think about that with archery, I mean, archery is a sport that you can do for the rest of your life. I mean, as long as you have your shoulders are strong and you can pull the bow back, um, it's something you can do forever. And it's not something like, for example, I mean, we got world-class ski resorts right here, right? When I want to go snowboarding with my son. You know, I got to load up the truck and, you know, and get all the gear ready, travel up the mountain, get everything on, ready to go. With a bow and arrow, you could have it in your backyard and go. And if you have five, six, seven, eight minutes, go shoot five, Mm -hmm. six, seven, eight arrows, right? And it's something you can do, uh, you know, on on, on just on a whim and, and go and participate and have fun. And I'll tell you, like I said, I mean, when kids or adults ever shoot archery, it's just a blast. The other thing I'll say is if if you want to have a lot of fun, it's just Buy an old recurve, you know, travel. Oh, yeah. That's you awesome. know, yeah. that's no sights. Just shoot off the thumping? shelf. Yeah. Thumping? Is that what we were talking about yeah. the other day? Stump shooting. Stump, just, yeah. yeah and, just, and just go and, and stump shoot and just shoot because um, that's just a ton of fun, too. And what's interesting about that type of archery is when you get a recurve or a trad bow and you're just shooting instinctively, it's amazing what the human brain can do when you don't oh, think yeah. about it. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's like, okay, I'm going to hit that, that knot in that tree. Boom. It's like, dude, I hit that knot in the tree, right? <laughs> wow. And if you had a yeah. compound both the site, you're going to be aiming yeah, and all, you know, amped up to try to hit that knot. But there's something about the instinctiveness of archery. It's exciting. Yeah. It's really cool and it's it's yeah. fun. You so, know, we talk about like the kids, but you know, from the other aspect of it, like I'm a senior citizen now, I have so many guys that tell me, "Oh, I can't shoot anymore because my shoulder or this yeah. or that." And I say, "Have you tried any of the new equipment that's out there now?" Because realistically. Oh, it's like I shot so when I was younger. Then I, yeah. you know, you get busy with your family and you're working two jobs and everything else. And now coming back to shooting this stuff now, it's so much easier to the let. You know, you got eighty percent let off. Yeah. You got seventy five percent let off. Yeah. And you don't have to shoot a seventy pound draw. So, right. You know, I tell people, I said, you know, just maybe they'll come over to my basement. I'll say, here, try this. And I'll yeah. Like, wow, that's pretty easy. You yeah, know? that's a really good point too. I mean, I think today. You know the the, the efficiency of uh, efficiencies of bows have, have just advanced so much, right? And and uh, I mean you don't have to shoot a seventy pound bow, an eighty pound bow. You know, I mean you can shoot, uh, you know, I mean a sixty pound bow, a fifty five pound bow, whatever is you know sufficient for you and your health and your current situation. And and you're gonna have an arrow zip right through a deer, you oh, know, because yeah. today's sixty pound bows are as efficient as you know. 10 years ago, 80 pound bows exactly. or whatever, right? That's, that's the point. Yeah. I don't think a lot of, I don't think a lot of people realize that. Yeah. You know, they think that it's, they remember what it was like when they were younger. Yeah. And they don't realize that, man, I could, I could do this again. You yeah. Know? And how important it is to be comfortable, right? When you're shooting, you're in a tree stand, you you know, and you got all the cold weather gear on, you want to be comfortable to be able to draw that bow back and be in a comfortable position. And so mm-hmm. I think that's a very much an overlooked uh, yeah. thing. But I would encourage like any people that are, 
you know, my age or something, if you haven't shot a bull in a while, go to a pro shop Absolutely. and try it out. Because That's right. Yeah. I think you'll be really surprised. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, and it's interesting too, because a lot of people base a lot of their thought process, their marketing, their media, or not just that. I mean, I'm talking about the consumer on speed, right? A lot of consumers are like, oh, I want the fastest bow. I want the fastest yeah. bow. And I get that, you know, and, and companies like yourself, you guys create, you have a fast one and you have a regular one. You mm-hmm. have two options. So there is the option for the speed. But I, I think it's important that it's not just speed that's needed. And that's I, right. I think a lot of people get a little bit overreactive about the speed thing when really most of the bows are shooting 300 feet per second or more. Yeah. And if you're shooting 300 feet per second at 60 pounds, that's pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, yeah. If, you could, if you could pull that in. I don't know. I mean, that's just my opinion. Obviously, everybody's got their opinion sure. on the speed thing. but yeah, It's I, all I about how can you handle the product? Can you handle the bow, right? Correct. I mean, because speed can just make you miss faster, mm-hmm. right? I mean, if, if you're... If you can't handle the cam system and you can't handle the product, then you know that's the most important thing. Is yep. shoot a bow that's comfortable for you, because the most likely that bow is going to be, have plenty of efficiency and kinetic energy to get the job done, right. for sure. So uh, um, let's talk a little bit about Hoyt um, as far as like relations. So I know you mentioned Easton. I think mm-hmm. Fuse. You guys still have Fuse. Yep. Yeah. Okay. We do. So well, are those the only two companies you guys own, or well, we don't. So yeah. So so uh, Hoyt was purchased by Easton back in 1983. Um, we really don't have any affiliation besides you know uh, corporate ownership. Um, we're separate entities. Um, okay. And uh, so we don't have you know none of our teams uh, are cohesive with each other in terms of product marketing or engineering or anything to that matter. Um, so they're separate units. You're, yeah, buying, you're buying your own purchasing team, your own engineering absolutely. team. Absolutely, one hundred percent separate units. But you know, Jim Easton back in nineteen eighty-three saw an opportunity to purchase a bow company, and um, and uh, it's turned into something really special. You know, Jim's a great visionary man and has done a great job, and he saw that as an opportunity. Moved it from St. Louis, Missouri, to Salt Lake City, and uh, we've been here since since nineteen eighty-three, and have grown uh, Hoyt into what it is today. And wow. so. Um, uh, two, yeah, so two very separate entities. Um, what about Fuse? Where's that <clears throat> yeah, so Fuse, uh, you know, Fuse is a is a is a accessory company uh, that, that that we started uh, as well uh, to build you know high performance accessories for bows. Um, we wanted to provide our our pro shops with a, an accessory line that was uh, you know pro shop only that they could uh, utilize to be successful in their pro shop and provide great accessories for, for bows. Mm-hmm. Not only Hoyt bows, but for every bow, mm-hmm. for that matter. That's what I couldn't remember. I was thinking about it today before I got here. I was like, Fuse, how does Fuse? And I thought about it, I go, I'm pretty sure it's Pro Shop only. Yeah, and I, I was like, I'm pretty sure because I and I just couldn't remember. And I was going through my head, yeah. my head. So I guess let's let's talk about that a minute. Hoyt is not a company who has really ever done big box store, right? right. Is that pretty accurate? Uh, yeah, we had a brand at one point called Reflex okay. where we were in big box. But time. yeah, today we, we don't. But say you don't. Okay. Yeah. And um, so it's all pro shop driven, correct? Right? Um, and so the point of that story is you're going to go to a pro shop and you go what we would consider a higher end bow. So yeah. that's where you find. Oh, you know, I know what I want to talk about. Yeah. Sorry. So there was some consumer uh, people making comments online, right? So here's some of the comments I've heard, and I figure we should just talk about it. Um, price. Mm-hmm. Okay. So people are saying, oh, carbon bows are just way too much money. Mm-hmm. So I guess what's the thought from Hoyt's perspective on that? Like, obviously, they cost more to make. I know sure. that. But they, yeah. people want to hear from you guys, right? Yeah. Not from me. Yeah. So I guess let's talk about the price points, right? Like, is that, I know that's considered premium. And Absolutely. That makes the most sense to me. And to be fair, I understand you guys offer bows that are in all the price points. So just we so do. we're clear, yeah. I understand that. But they might want to hear from you guys. On yeah, that. yeah, no, we we definitely do. We, we right behind us here. We've got bows in all, you know in all sorts of price points, all the way from two ninety nine up to our carbon bow, right? 
And so for us, the carbon boat might be too expensive for some people, right? Um, just like a carbon um, frame mountain bike might be too expensive for some people. Maybe they need to buy the aluminum version mm -hmm. of that mountain bike. Um, <clears throat> but like in anything, I mean, as you get into higher end um, componentry and, and uh, products, I mean, it, it, they, they cost more. They just simply cost more. Um, I mean, to, to create a carbon riser, hand-wrapped carbon riser with over 50 different uh, types of carbon weaves and carbon materials, it's not easy to build those. It's very, very tedious and, very, and, and takes the a lot of time, the different. process, yeah. yeah. But with that, you're going to have a, a whole different experience. Um, it's going to absorb vibration uh, more effectively. It's going to be warm to the touch. It's going to be lighter weight. Uh, similar to like you would have on a like I said on a mountain bike or, th or thing, mm -hmm. other products like that. So what kind of warranty do they carry? Yeah, lifetime warranty. Yeah, lifetime warranty. So <laughs> Pretty much all, a long yeah, time. all of our products have a lifetime warranty, and and that's something we take great pride in. I mean, our our product testing is second to none. I mean, every model of bow before it goes to market has to go through a very rigorous product test. You know, one of them is a fifteen hundred dry fire test. And literally, that bow gets pulled at 80 pounds, 30 inch draw, and let in a dry fire. Yeah, Holy so the huge uh, energy load. Yeah, wow. 80 pounds, 30 That's inch amazing. draw, and they pull it, pull it to 30 pounds, and boom, let it fire. And that uh, and that bow has to survive 1,500 dry fires. Wow. Wow. And in in conjunction with that, it also has to survive a million uh, cycle test. So Jeez. if you walked back, for example, in the R and D room where we do all of our um, testing. Um, you, um, you, the product testing, you'll you'll actually feel a, 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 it'll be about ten to fifteen degrees hotter in that room because all the bows get pulled wow. on those million cycles. There's a ton of energy being generated in that oh, room. How long does it take to do a million cycles? Yeah, I don't know exactly. That's gotta yeah, be a long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a like long time. Probably. But but it's critical for us, and and you can talk to any employee at Hoyt. You know, and and uh, in the million cycles, that's with like an arrow weight in it, though, right? It's that's just—it's not letting go. Yeah, it's just—it's just pulling it, letting it down, pulling it, letting go, pulling it, letting it down a million times. But like Jeez. I said, you can talk to any employee at Hoyt, and, and quality is job one. And we want to yeah. make sure when someone buys a bow and they are paying a premium price, they're getting the very best. Yeah. No shortcuts, no gimmicks. Yeah. The best, tightest tolerance as possible. I mean, it's not. It's not less expensive to build a tech riser, as an example. There's a lot more material there to build a tech riser bridge. But we believe in tech risers. We believe it provides a greater shoot ex shooting experience. It allows for a thinner grip. A thinner grip allows for a, a better hand position on the grip. And so it costs us more to, to do things like that um, than just maybe a, a cookie cutter, just you know, straight piece of aluminum that's getting mm -hmm. uh, machined. And so um, even you'll see on our, our, our edges on our, our bows are rounded. Right, they're not a forty-five degree cut, and and so we have, uh, you know, a, t a team of buffers who are buffing the, the bows and all the different areas. To, I mean, it's an intense process. That's amazing. But we we it's critical to to us when someone, gets a Hoyt bow in their hand, that they look at that as a true piece of, mm -hmm. of our absolutely. workmanship. That's mm -hmm. like this that's is second brand. to none. Yeah. It's our brand. And it's shown. And oh, yeah. absolutely. I was gonna say, I've never heard of any negative feedback on a Hoyt bow for well, quality. And well, I've been doing this for ten that. years, and I've seen every bow company, every yeah. manufacturer. I've never once heard of a bad thing on a Hoyt. Yeah. Ever. Well, we appreciate that. And We're not perfect, amazing. you know. Obviously, nobody is, um, but we we strive to be, yeah, you know. And, and it's 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 impressive. important. We rec we recognize well, what people well, are doing on hunts, and it's important to know that you back it up. If yeah. something does go wrong, that's right. For twenty years, StealthCam has been at the forefront of trail camera development and innovation. 
from the industry's first 4K ultra high definition DS4K and the XV4's advanced high resolution night imaging to the latest in wireless technologies. StealthCam continues to deliver the highest quality, most reliable trail cameras available. Your images begin at StealthCam.com. Since 1971, Burris has been the leader in optics innovation, and that continues today with products like the new Oracle Rangefinding Bowsight. Burris offers the best value on the market today. Their optics are durable, reliable, and affordable. Everything they offer from red dots and rifle scopes to their binos and bow sights are backed by their forever warranty. Burris, find what matters. Now, yeah, how long has it been for the carbon right now for you guys? How many years uh, is this now? It's probably been about, gosh, I'd have to go back. Probably seven like, years. Yeah, I'll say I yeah, feel like it's seven, five to seven. Yeah, about seven years, yeah, when we, when we brought out the first carbon bow. And that was something that, uh, boy, I mean, it was a, there was a ton of research and development oh, into that sure, product. Yeah. Years and years. <laughs> yeah. And that's one thing is it's critical for Hoyt, too. Before we bring a product out, we want to make sure that that product is perfect. I mean, we certainly could have brought out a carbon bow before that. Um but a lot of the inherent problems with carbon, you know, prior to, to the Hoyt carbon was vibration, right? I mean, they just vibrated your, like, your teeth out of your mouth, you know? And so it was critical to us that we found a, a, a process and a design that allowed us to create a vibration-free uh, product. And so that hollow carbon tube structure, uh, never before done, uh, it's a patented process, uh, really allowed us to get to a different point where we could finally introduce a bow that we, we knew was right and ready for, for bow hunters. Yeah, it's amazing too. Yeah, <laughs> it looks so nice. Yeah, it's a lot of work. I was going to say, you know, your guys' um, design, especially in the past, oh man, five, seven years right in that time frame, especially right around the carbon time, has been just unbelievable. The whole yeah. spider web concepts and all that yeah. has just been wow. Yeah. I mean, honestly. Yeah. Like, I'm just like... How do these guys keep doing yeah. this? Yeah, a lot of advancement. So hats off to these engineers, no, man. Thank Holy you. cow. Yeah, I yeah. mean, they just, every year, they keep producing and yeah. producing, like, something new. And yeah, it's that, not easy. That's got to be challenging. It is guys, challenging man. if you every think about year. it, Not too. just for you, for all the bow companies. I mean, how every year you're expected to come out with something different yeah. nowadays, you know, and it's yeah, hard. It's, it is hard, and it's unique, you know, if you think about other industries. I mean... Well, especially because what you have is so great. Yeah. So it's like now you have to go back and change something that really doesn't need to be changed, but, you, yeah. you know, for marketing purposes and sales and the, what people want, yeah, you, you yeah. have a choice. It's part of the business. Yeah, it's but. tough. It's a, it's definitely tough, and, and uh, the, the engineers do a great job job you know just and they're always ahead right today they're working on stuff that's three years out you know you got to always be ahead and and uh and advancing technologies and and um and, uh, and so the this next question is real hard <clears throat> okay. real hard question all right this, one's, this is gonna make you think a minute all right so in the past we'll say 10 years uh-huh what's been your favorite model <laughs> man i that's actually actually really easy actually and it's the rx3 i mean the current one because the advancements in the rx3 from the rx1 were pretty staggering, wow. you know. I mean, the the um, just how quiet uh, the bows are, uh, lack of vibration. So definitely, I'd say the the RX three today. So, um, but I've loved them all. You know, it's 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 fun to be able to work here and shoot a new model. Um, it seems like just after I get my yeah, the, the first one set up, it's like <laughs> oh, here's the new one and and. But it's it's fun and we take product testing very serious and both in the field. All of us are passionate bow hunters. And so it's important for us to get the new bow set up, get on the mountain, mm -hmm. and um, and put it through the you know put through the paces of, of a tough bow hunt. So what's the um, I guess what's the cycle time of technology in the sense that 
you know, I always hear a lot that like, you know, people say like, oh, well, you know, I'll get, um, I'll get uh, last year's model because it's really closest, you know, it's updated technology from two. So I guess how long would the cycle be? So I guess my point is, is you're, the technology you used maybe three years ago, is that what's kind of on the lower end models? You know, like yeah. how does that work? <clears throat> yeah, that's a good People question. People ask that a lot. And I don't really know the answer. Yeah, so. I mean, it, it just depends on what the technology is, right? I mean, for example, um, <coughs> Cam and a Half. Cam and a Half is a cam system, you know, that we developed and patented, um, you know, years ago. But it's 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 incredibly efficient and works really well where the, both cams fire at the exact same time. So there's no timing issues and things like that. Um, you know, and, and all of our products, you know, you, you utilize cam and a half technology as an example. Um, you know, roller guard, you know, roller guards have been out there for a while. You know, our lower end models don't necessarily take roller guards, uh, you know, and so it just depends on to what kind of price points that we're trying to hit. I mean, you can't put all the high end technology on a lower price point bow because yeah. it costs more <clears throat> money. Um, but there, you know, I mean, stealth shot, you know, stealth shot is, you know, is a technology on our high end bows. But you might not find it on our on our lower end bows, you know. The, and um, so we just look for, um, you know, what is the what is the right amount of, of technology based on the price point, you know, because technology is expensive. I mean, it's expensive. There's a, a roller guard's a lot more expensive than a cable slide guard, as an example. It, it costs money to put a stealth shot on a bow um, and things like that. So we just try to balance the the, the price point, the consumer who's maybe going to be using that product with the features um like anything right i mean you, you go in to buy a car you know you, you can get all the different models the base model all the way up to the highest high model right yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. exactly and so it's it's whatever uh, happened to the air shock uh the air shock was uh was a was actually a really cool I always, it was cool uh, yeah, i was, was just thinking about it. i look back and go, do they still have that i'm like no i don't see it but i remember that thing being one of the coolest things yeah I've ever seen. yeah that was a that was a, i remember that when that the engineers first showed me that it was super unique super cool and um and just through through different testing, we, we discovered that up, yeah. well, we discovered that the, getting the, the shock in the limb uh, was actually a more efficient way and uh, okay. to do it as far as uh, pretty cool though. sound and vibration. Yeah, <laughs> it was really so cool, cool, right? They like yeah. lift it off. It was so sweet. Yeah, it was pretty. I was cool. like, man, that thing is so cool. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. So, <clears throat> but yeah, they've come a long way. It's funny when someone comes in here who hasn't shot archer for a while. To your point, right? And it's yeah. like, whoa, look at look at oh, these bows. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, yeah. I was really blown away by some of the the way, I don't know if people realize this or not, but some of the um, um, the way that the, the risers are made are a big piece of metal. Yeah. And it's shaved down from like 50 pounds to 2 pounds yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's literally unreal when you yeah. see it like that because you don't see it like that all the time you know as a sure. normal person i go in the store you never see a block of metal yeah. like that's almost a good marketing campaign to show that block of metal yeah. with all like you guys have up there that was amazing looking. yeah when you take people on the to tour and I, I had them that 65 pound maybe a 63 pound oh, block yeah. of aluminum and they're not expecting it when yeah. i had it to them right and it's like whoa yeah and that shaves down to that little two pounds right that's so, a good view, visual though you know yeah. you don't think of the quality or what goes into that yeah. cnc machining of that product yeah. You know, people just see a bow, they see it, they see a price tag, they don't think much of. Yeah. What did that really start as? And what did it, yeah. how did it get here? You know, then you, I think you almost respect it more and you see it that way. Yeah. You know, you're like, wow, look at all that went into this. And this yeah, I'm really incredible. glad you guys got a chance to tour the factory oh, because yeah. that's exactly right. I think when you go to, as a, as a consumer, you go to a retailer 
and you see the product and you just think, oh, I mean, oh, you don't realize yeah. what went into, a, a, you know, a bow, a pair of shoes, whatever. Yeah. You're buying a pair of binoculars. A lot more respect I've ever seen. Yeah, and so there's so much hand craftsmanship and time and effort that goes into crafting a bow. Yeah. And when you can really put your eyes on that, I think you gain a much greater appreciation of what you're holding in your hand. Well, you, you can really gain appreciation for the precision that's coming out of there, too. I absolutely. Mean, you see them bending it and testing it and it's like, yep wow. yep yeah. the every, limbs i should make yeah. the limbs yeah i mean every process is very unique and i think it just it adds to the concept of the the quality of the brand yeah. you know when you see when i see the term hoyt now i'm gonna think a little differently i'm not gonna lie yeah. after the store yeah i'm gonna be like wow yeah that's 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 a high-end yeah, bow guys i mean like hoyt's one even of the, in the middle it's a high-end bow yeah one of the know. few companies that, that build our own limbs right you guys saw the limb yeah, manufacturing amazing. process and and when we build a set of limbs we're actually putting that those limbs follow each other through the entire process to make sure that the, every bow is getting the four limbs that came out of the same billet of starting right. material, mm. right? That's important yeah. because if you open up a box of raw material from April and a box of raw material from October, there might be some different characteristics Slight in that raw internal, material. Yeah, and so when we build that big quad that you guys saw that actually gets cut in half and then cut in half again to get the four limbs, you know, they're serial numbered and they make sure that they follow themselves through wow. the entire process when um, when they go into a bow. And if, if someone ever had a mishap with the bow, let's say they ran it over with their truck or something and they and they and something happened to a limb, we'll replace all four limbs, not just the one. So that they're because, the same. Absolutely, yeah, so smart. that they're the same. Mm-hmm. And so that we can assure our consumers mm-hmm. that when you buy a Hoyt bow, that even down to the exact raw material is coming out of the same box of materials to make all four limbs on the bow. Uh, it's critical to us. It's kind of like interesting that like you talked about like some of the higher end bows won't ha- won't have all the bells and whistles. Yeah. But the more the other bows, the more they still have the quality. They still absolutely have quality. So absolutely. Yeah. No matter what bow you're buying. That's right. The base of it. Is That's right. Quality. Yeah. Yeah. We don't we don't put the clash. You know, we don't just you know take cut corners on the clash as an right. example. That's one of our lower end bows, right? Than we do on a on a Carbon RX three. I mean. We still make sure that we ensure that those four limbs stay together through the entire process. Uh, it's it's important. For limbs sure. are well. The thing about limbs is, for the average consumer, you might not think of anything like like oh, it's limbs a limb. But the truth is that you don't want issues in limbs. Right. <laughs> it can no, cause exactly. nuclear yeah. meltdown for any company who has a limb problem because right. you don't want. That's why I think it's important you guys do the high quality yeah. here. You're you're you know having your quality people check it out. You're doing that's stuff right. testing in house because. That's one area for any bow manufacturer you don't want to have an error. No, you that's don't. not exactly. not good. No, that's right. I mean, it's not the engine, good. right? It's, yeah. The limbs and the cam are the engine behind that bow. But again, so. if you look at Hoyt's history, yeah, I haven't seen or heard of any limb issues. No, you know, I mean, and this is why you guys do it. Yeah, I mean, exactly. The I mean, point. they've been bulletproof. You know, when, when again, when someone's on a backcountry elk hunt or, or their bow drops out of a tree stand, whatever that is, we want to make sure that we're building the toughest baddest bow that you can put in your hands to go shoot you know and you can rest yeah. assured that that's that it's gone through all the paces of the highest quality craftsmanship possible wow. so so when it, oh, go ahead, go no, i was gonna say about the tour so um so we're here again at the hoyt uh, facility uh in utah uh salt lake city uh again with mike looper so those are just if joined late or whatnot but well, i was gonna say about the tour that was cool so right now we're in one of your guys's uh main boardrooms i assume yeah. you use this for a lot of things but I do want to say that we did go in the lodge, yeah. and it was awesome. Yeah. And it is real, 
And it felt cool because I've seen so many videos of you guys videotaping like a launch or something in that room. So it was really cool to step in there cool. and yeah. see it in person yeah. and like experience what it would, you know, just yeah. like looking around how cool it would be if you guys, you know, if you yeah. guys were launching something. It'd be yeah. Neat. yeah when people, that reminds me of Apple or something, you know, when yeah. they go up and they're like, all right, this is what we're doing. That's you know, right. it's yeah. cool. It's yeah, really when people cool. walk in the lodge, it's like, oh, it's, this is real. This is where I've seen the product yeah, launches so and stuff cool. happen. It's like, yeah, this is real. We're not green screening this. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. It's a real place. So. It's a different feeling <clears throat> stepping it, though, and yeah. it. You know, you're like, oh, yeah. wow, this is really, really cool. Yeah, and again, when we designed this building, we wanted to make sure that we did everything possible that we can provide a training atmosphere. And obviously, the, the AV and every the way that room's set up with tiered seating yeah, provides so cool. for a really great training environment. And that's important to us, that we train our, our, our employees, that we train our, our dealers. To, to be the best that they can be. We try to do our best to, at that to, to ensure the best customer experience. So one of the things is a little, fall is coming. Fall is and coming. I know a lot of your employees are, are hunters and I'm assuming you, Absolutely. you hunt. What you got coming up? <laughs> well, I'm actually uh, planning a, a, a hunt. Um, I'm looking forward to, uh, well, Utah opens up here in just a few week, couple weeks. So we're all pumped for that, obviously. Yeah. I mean, it, it's funny how the excitement grows. If you feel like kind of like when you're back at eight years old. And oh, yeah. You have a little. December 15th, December you know 18th, and you get into get ready for Christmas to come. You have a little problem with employees taking sick days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah August and September around here. Here is a little bit of a problem. They want to launch and then be done. So yeah, they, get the work. they exactly. Get out there. Um, but so we're all very passionate. Um, you know, we live here in Utah, so mule deer hunting is, is a passion. My my greatest personal passion is is backcountry elk hunting. I love backcountry elk hunting. I actually have a Newfoundland moose hunt planned uh, oh, for wow. September that I'm That's really cool. looking forward to as well. Um, and so we just we love what we do, you know and. Um, and when you love what you do, it, it obviously brings a whole different element to to work, right? Mm-hmm. And and we're end users, we're one of you, yeah. right? And that's something that I want to just emphasize. I mean, that that we're we're an, we're a consumer, we're an end user, we're bow hunters, and we love what we do. And so when you are building products that you use to do what you're very passionate about, you put a whole different energy into that, right? And, and, and focus. And so, um, gosh, we just, we're so passionate about it. It's fun when, when someone rolls in with their truck with a, a mule deer or an elk or something no, in the back cool, of the truck yeah. and you should see the parking lot. It's like a <laughs> madhouse around the truck and no, we're just like, no, oh, we're getting done. No, that. we're getting done. Yeah, exactly. Or when the, uh, when the salami is getting That's passed cool. around or, you know, really jerky, cool. it's, 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 it's a lot of fun. So do you find yourself uh, in the Midwest very often? Oh yeah, a lot. Yeah. In fact, um, you know, Randy Walk, the president, uh, he, every year he takes a group of employees. Uh, we, we have a lease in Kansas that we all whitetail hunt. It on oh, cool. and um, I, I, I'm a passionate whitetail hunter. In fact, you'll talk to a lot of the guys here are passionate whitetail hunters as well. We love to hunt whitetails. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you get to hunt with Dudley a lot or no? Yeah, I've hunted with, with Wisconsin. With, yeah, he's in Iowa. Oh, he's so, in Iowa. Yeah, oh, wow, yeah. Know. Some of Did my he moved to Iowa or something. Uh, or he just got land there. <laughs> yeah, he lives in Iowa. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Was he from Wisconsin? I felt like he yeah. Was from the I North. Think, oh, okay. Yeah, I think he grew up in. I think he was actually he grew up in Mississippi. Okay, believe, but moved to Wisconsin, but now lives in Iowa. And some of my greatest memories are with John oh, that's cool. Dudley and and hunting yeah. whitetails. And he's no joke. Oh, uh, we he's have so many job. great memories, and I've been 
blessed to to be able to 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 shoot some pretty nice white tails yeah. because of him, and I'm grateful. Now John for did stuff for Hoy a long time ago, right? Wasn't he like Hoy coordinator or something a long time? ago? Um, well, he still works for us. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I mean, that. he's still one of our staffers, pro That's staffers, great. and and uh, does he knows a great the job stuff. For us. He does that. know. I stuff. talked to him yeah. a couple of times on the phone. Yeah, he ain't no joke. John, you're no joke. Yeah. <laughs> um, what about Michigan though? Have you been to Michigan? I've been to Michigan. Yeah, I've shot a white tail in Michigan. Really? I How big was it? 110? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. If it's brown, it's down, yeah, right? It's not yeah. There. Actually, yeah, I've got I've got a Michigan buck. Hey, hey, when hey. were you up there for? Was there something? Uh, no, I was just or? hunting. No, oh, just okay. hunting with. A friend. I know for work if you were up there for. Yeah, no. Um, uh, and I had a dear friend that worked at Hoyt that was from uh, Michigan, um, and uh, uh, unfortunately he passed away. Just a just an amazing guy. He passed away. He had a brain tumor and. Oh, um, um, uh, Jay Grinnell, just such a, an amazing man. But I was up there at his um, his funeral in Lake Otsego. I've been on. Oh, have you heard Otsego of that? Otsego Lake. Otsego Lake. Oh, absolutely. Lake. Yeah, it, it, what a beautiful state. Um, yeah. But yeah, I have a, I have a deer yeah. on my wall from Michigan. Yeah, you guys yeah. say I get back there more though. Yeah, a lot of hunters and bow hunters. Yeah. huge in Michigan. It's a yeah. huge market. And just a it would be great state. to see you guys oh, yeah. there though. For a lot, know. a lot of people that even like you live there, and sometimes you have to just realize like what we have. You absolutely. Well, when you go north there, it's absolutely yeah. gorgeous up in the UP, yeah. the Peninsula, and then the Cadillac. I mean, the whole northern area, even by us is fine, but in the city, it's just city, right? There's, yeah. not, there's woods, but not like, you know, Yeah, no, it's patches. easy. To, it's, you take things for granted, right? It's oh, like us definitely. here at the Wasatch Front. We're looking out the window here at these yeah. the big Wasatch Front range, yeah. you know, and people mountains come here, this thing's great. you know, for a Hoyt University or something. They're just out there with their phones taking pictures of the mountains, and it's, it's easy to take for granted what you have. But um, And no matter where you live, it's you know it's 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 home for you yeah. right and the, and the beauty is wherever you are but Michigan is a beautiful beautiful state yeah. we've been blessed to yeah. be there but I remember I, I went to a ski resort in Michigan I'm trying to remember where it was Gaylord have you heard of, you know where Gaylord yeah. is yeah it's at uh, Cabaret yeah I was in Gaylord and they went to a, a ski resort I'm like this is a ski resort <laughs> yeah yeah but we call it like a tubing hill yeah no it's cool yeah beautiful state. Yeah, that's cool. So, uh, real quick though, like you know, where where is this job taking you? Like, you've been to like Ireland or like well, I'm sure it's taking oh, you all over the world. Man. But yeah, it really. What has. are some cool like adventures uh, that you've been to or Gosh, places at least? You know, it, and that's a great question. I, I really have been blessed to be able to see the world, right? Um, from from Africa to to Wales to you know China to Japan to. I mean, just all over. Wow, I can't even, cool. you know, I just did 1,500 miles just recently through France, oh, you know, and, and cool. Belgium and the Netherlands and and uh, and just to see different countrysides and, you know, and to see a roe deer sitting out in the field of, of France, right? Oh. And it's just, it's just cool cool things. But um, And then hunting too, right? I've had experiences to, to go hunt places that I normally would never have been able to hunt um, and uh, just really feel blessed, you know. I mean, for example, Newfoundland. I've been there, you know, before, and I'll be going there again here in, in a month or so. And uh, or or in New, in um, um, Northwest Territories or Nunavut, watching a herd of sitting in the middle of a herd of caribou oh, coming wow. through and hearing their hooves click. I felt like I was like on a National Geographic, yeah. watching wow, a National Geographic cool. show. Right. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, Gosh, this is incredible, you know. And and um have you done any canadian bear hunts i have yeah yeah yeah, yeah i did a spot and stock uh hunt up in british columbia we took a boat up on the ocean inlets and it's all spot and stock and and just again just fascinating you know seeing these you know golden eagles you know on the side and uh, of the shore and it, it's it's really neat but the, the one thing i'll say though but that's around us everywhere right i mean to sit in a tree stand 
and watch deer, you know, do what they do and yeah, see squirrels do what they do or, you know, or porcupines or whatever, you know, just, it's just fascinating when you just get in the woods and that's, what's cool about bow hunting. And that's why I say if, if people could get, it could introduce someone to bow hunting, the things that you experience in the woods are life changing, yeah. right? Yeah. It just changes pers- your whole perspective on life. And I can't imagine going through this life yeah. having not experienced bow hunting and being in the woods like that and the things that you see and experience i mean it's almost a spiritual experience right yeah, it's just like amazing. wow this is incredible and it can and it's all around us you don't have to go to nunavut or it's true northwest yeah. territories or british columbia you can go in the I've, woods of michigan i've, yeah. I've and obviously have, had experiences where you're in the bow stand and you're you're hunting and a deer comes in and it's like Oh come on! Yeah, I'm enjoying this too much. Yeah, exactly. I really want to do all that. Yeah, you know, every once in a while, people pass all the time. Like for me, in a a tree stand, like I I just never take a sunrise or a sunset for granted. Like I I don't know, it's just like gosh, this is just amazing, and the sounds, the the birds. It's 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 pretty cool. We're pretty fortunate with friends and family. That's right. Like I, I mean, just a quick story was. Dave and I were hunting together, and his stand got surrounded by coyotes. Oh, well, yeah. And I'll never forget that yeah. night, you know. Panic. Yeah. He's calling me up, hey, yeah, yeah. come back here. I kick it down. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Yeah. I don't have a gun or anything. I don't know what to do. Yeah. Just start walking this way. They'll run. And they did. And I got yeah. lucky. That's really cool, yeah. All right, so time for the hard questions. All People right. are going to want to know about the new stuff. So what can you tell us about 2020 in Hoyt? Right, I know well, you can't tell me a lot, but... What can you guys tell us? Well, let's go ahead and turn the cameras off, turn the mic off. <laughs> now, we've got some great products. Uh, in fact, I was surprised you were able to get out on the floor. That's pretty cool. You probably you didn't even realize that you're probably seeing some 2020 yeah, stuff. Yeah, I didn't right notice. It's hard for me to know. I'm trying to see it, but yeah. I can't. But. Yeah, so we've got some great new products uh, in the works for both hunting and target. Excellent. That we're super pumped about, and, and uh, we'll be ready to launch here in a, in a, in a couple months and, and uh, be back on, you know, on, a, on for another year. Yes. Um, but lots of, of, of great new designs, technologies coming, and some pretty, some pretty major advancements in some of the areas. So we're, we're really looking forward to that. I wish I could tell you more. But well, how about know. this question? Because this one's probably something you might be able to answer. Might. If you can't, you can't. No problem. <laughs> yeah, you bet. Um, uh, camos. Is yeah. there any new camos coming that we can that you can digest? Um, yeah, I don't. Maybe. I mean, it's just yes yeah, no. Yeah, again, that's yeah, it's not maybe. something I can talk about. So there's still some things in the okay, works. Got it. Yeah, with camos, but um, so possibly. Yeah, possibly. Okay. Um, that's fair. But um, um, so that's exciting. Yeah, that's exciting. It's always nice to ask about the camos because you know you just never know what you're going to get. You know, and to yeah. be honest, for me, I'm actually a uh, I'm a standard like black bow kind yeah, of guy yeah, so it don't yeah, matter to me yeah, that much yeah. i know consumers get all excited about camos and sure patterns. Yeah. Um, so yeah so um uh, when you guys launch this year do you think will it be any, like a live event or anything you guys are planning or is there anything yeah, special so we're still playing that, that out you know for? um one of the things that's important for us is you know obviously we want to launch and be able to have information and the products to our dealers um in a timely manner and if we launch live and the dealers don't have the products it can get difficult for Got them it. See what I mean? Yeah, tricky. and so and, and we want to make sure that they're up to speed. So we got to play that out. It's a it's a fine balance. Like I said, we 
we take great pride in our pro shops. They're critical yeah. to us, and so we need to make sure that when we do something, that it's also conducive to what their you know what, what their what, business yeah, what is, yeah. and we want them to be you know up to speed. Because in my products. mind, though, I see this lodge and I see this like Apple yeah. concept. Where yeah, you're walking back and forth like we really wanted something that was gonna. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> like the cam comes out of yeah, nowhere. Yeah, and like the strings all yeah. everything's like separated. Walking just out like of make smoke. it all cool. Yeah, that's smug. right. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's exciting. I think. Uh, I love launch time because, like, you just don't know who's going to launch and when. I don't yeah. know what's going to happen half the time. And most time, companies tell me, like, the day before, like, hey, tomorrow yeah. we're launching. Just share it, right? I'm yeah. like, oh, okay. So yeah. I don't know until, like, the last minute. And uh, But it's fun, you know, and it's exciting. Like, right now, I'm assuming you guys have the new bow uh, with, like, John Dudley or somebody in the field being tested, I assume. Yeah, we we, we try. As soon as we get products ready, you know, we, we'll try to get them in the hands. Is, is that considered a prototype? Do you guys consider that a prototype or is that yeah, production I mean, yeah, mold type? I mean, both. Right, yeah, both, um, and but it's important for us that we get bows into our key staff. Yeah, hands oh, for and, sure. And they're also part of the process along the way too. I mean, our new target bow. I mean, we've had shooters uh, heavily involved with the production. Oh, of, yeah, good and, point. And so creation of the new target bow. Yeah. yeah. To help you and, figure um, out what's working. You know, and they're not. they're seeing the bow along the stages, right? And they're shooting prototypes, and and we're getting feedback so that yeah. we can uh, <clears throat> can dial things in and make sure that we're, we're providing the, the the best product we possibly can. You know, for the end user, for sure. You know, we don't want to just be in this box and just, you know, we want to go outside the box and let other people test the bows and because they'll have a different experience than maybe we will with it. So that's yeah. important. Excellent. Well, thank you for having us. Oh, I appreciate it. This has yeah. been a great experience yeah. and uh, eye-opener. Uh, you know, again, I uh, this is pretty much the largest bow operation I've ever seen. I cool. mean, it's so big and so large and it speaks volumes, I think, for awesome. the Hoyt brand and what, you know, what... Especially when I think of Hoyt from now on, what it's going to mean for me and other people, you know, and and talking about it too, you know, I think, you know, when we do our next bow review on a Hoyt, a lot of this conversation is going to come back up because, you know, the process of seeing that block and seeing that, I mean, that was just mind blowing in my opinion. And I really hope the average consumer someday can see that or see something like that online or try to look for it because... It, it really is a, a work of art to take something from that to what yeah. it is, you know. Oh, and, awesome. and when we picked up that bow, we're like, whoa, you know, yeah. it's like you could barely feel it in your hand compared to that block. We're just yeah. like, wow, wow, you know, just yeah. explosions. Like, yeah. I mean, I had a feeling that's how it was done, but until you actually see it, yeah. it's hard to really yeah. put your hand on it. So. Well, we're grateful you guys stopped by. Thanks so much. We're glad to enjoy the tour. Appreciate glad it. you Thanks, got man. to see that. And Thank yeah, you. I wish you guys all the best Good for luck. a great Thanks season. Yeah, you too. Yeah. For those of you who listen to the podcast a lot, you know how much we love coffee. And we are so proud that Grind Life Coffee is a sponsor of the Bowhunter Planet Podcast. Grind Life is a premium coffee for those who grind every day. When you think of those magic moments of hunting, when you're out there watching a turkey strike or seeing a big buck rubbing antlers, it is one of those moments you want to remember and be awake for most importantly. Grind Life Coffee puts you in that position. Whether you're in the field or you're back at your lodge, talking with your friends and reliving the moment. Visit GrindLifeCoffee.com. Thanks so much for listening to the Bowhunter Planet podcast online at BowhunterPlanet.com with your host, Team BHP. Check us out on Facebook at Bowhunter Planet. We'll catch you next time. You know the old saying, selling like hotcakes? What does that even mean? What is a hotcake anyway? They should change it to selling like Hondas, because right now, Hondas are selling faster than ever. Probably because they're so rugged, long-lasting, and fuel-efficient. And if you want one, you should get to your local Honda dealer right away. 
check out the eight-passenger pilot or maybe the adventurous passport. But you gotta do it fast because Hondas are selling like, well, Hondas. New models are arriving right now. Don't wait. See your local Honda dealer today. It's not easy being the one everyone counts on to keep the facility running, no matter the weather or supply chain hiccup. But we get you, Raymond in Buffalo and Maria in Miami, Jules in Minneapolis and Stan in central Indiana. Taking control of everything that's under your control. At Granger, we're here for you with experienced branch staff at over 250 locations so you get the product you're looking for. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.